Hello, and welcome to another episode of The Music Prophet. So, this week we are going back to the rap genre, and we haven't... The last time we had a rapper, it was Concept, or Eric Petticlerk. But this week we're changing things up a bit with another Sudbury rapper who has a different style, a different approach, and is one of those hidden gems of Sudbury that... If you know about him, you love his music, and if you don't know about him, you now will after this episode. <laughs> yeah. And uh, so, this so my guest today is Dradell Downs. What's up? What's up? <laughs> so tell us about sort of talk. Tell us who you are and what you what your style of music sort of sounds like. And well, Jordell Downs. Uh, <laughs> born and raised in uh, Sudbury um, my you know I used to my music used to just be you know mostly hip hop um, but eventually I'm just trying to be, be one of those guys who sort of um, combines uh, everything that I like about music you know the rapping the singing the um, you know I still like hip hop beats so lately I've just been singing over hip hop beats and uh, that's that's kind of what I do. It's you know, John. Um, they call it hip hop R and B sort of deal. So yeah, uh, a bit of a long answer, but <laughs> yeah. But I think that's 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 a really good thing to bring up, though, because you don't really fit just one genre. Yeah, you know that's why it's it's even weird. Like when people like you know nothing against you or anybody um, who who says this. Um, it's, it's it's weird when I get introduced uh, as a rapper because uh, you know it's not really my main thing so it's almost like it, it, you know it's I'm kind of like taken aback <laughs> by it you know but I mean hey that's that's what I used to do and you know that's um, it's still a, a big part of um, the instrumentals that I, I do vocals to so I you know I can understand why can we actually, can we jump into that a bit more, like, genre itself? Yeah. Because I think that when, I mean, especially when it comes to what I do when I have to do interviews and say that this person is a blank artist, you sort of, you have to put them into a box, but mm-hmm. how do you see genre? I think it's more about the sound, you know, like, um, you know, people think, Artists like Lil Peep, Post Malone, and even Akon are rappers. You know, that's not a rapper to me. Their music might be good, but it doesn't, you know, it doesn't mean that they're hip-hop or rap or whatever. You know, that's more, that's more pop slash R&B to me. Mm-hmm. Like, it's really more about the, the sound of the music. I mean, they're the culture that they follow might be hip-hop culture which is fine but the genre of music like like when we're talking about music it's different for for artists like that yeah that's that's true because once it become mainstream then also your sound will change, and you start adding new styles in, too. So then all of a sudden, you don't fit just one title. 
Yeah. You know, artists like Mayday, who they, they do hip-hop, but they also mix a little bit of R&B and uh, reggae into their music. You know, so it's like, but the thing with them, it's like they do the whole rapping and singing and all that. It's actually a little bit more rapping. So it, with artists like that, it's hard to, to put them into one genre because because of what they mix in but at the end of the day like there's just a little bit more hip-hop than those other two i mentioned you know so it's like but then when you get with with you know the post malones and the acons there's no rapping in there Mm -hmm. it's all singing right it's all singing you know unless it's like a unless they you know they feature another artist on there you know like that artist is rapping, but they're still doing their thing, you know. And so at the end of the, you know, at the end of the day, it's still the genre they're doing, you know. Yeah, but I'm like, I'm also kind of curious though, for you, like, where does hip hop end, and where does R and B start? What are those signs or sounds? I think um, with that, it's like. Um, think when you're like uh, in the instrumentals a lot of it is in the instrumentals as well you know because I've been talking about the vocals and you know this this extremely complicated shit because like, <laughs> it is extremely complicated it's very confusing but um, I think a lot of it is in the instrumentals right um mm-hmm. Um, you know, if you're, for example, uh, if it's like, um, I heard this, uh, this track Shug by the baby. I'll use that for an example, as an example, that is like modern hip hop, you know, or what people call it, uh, Southern hip hop trap, you know? Um, and then they have, uh, artists like, um, you know, um, Merce, who is more traditional hip hop. Then you got like the genre blending guys, like, uh, you know, Drake, one minute he's rapping, the next he's singing, you know, I think, I think where hip hop um when it comes to R&B you got to you got to have that it's got to have that sort of R&B vibe and they got to be singing right but when it's uh hip hop it's got to be more rap it's got to feel more like a, a rap instrumental you know so like that's <laughs> it's so complicated um, but I think but I th- you made it pretty simple, where, though. Yeah, that's that's kind of where you know hip hop and R and B sort of meet, where they don't, you know. Have and when it comes to singing, then because now that you're jumping into it, do you find that it's easier for you to now that you have so much of a hip hop background with making beats that you can actually sing on top easier? 
Just run, run that by me again. I'm just really just trying to. Now that you, so now that you since you've done so much in hip hop, do you find that when you sing, it's easier or is it more of a challenge? Um, I always like to keep things like musically. I always like to keep things like fresh and new sort of thing. I can't. I don't. I I can only do the same thing. Um, over and over for so long, which is why I switched to doing singing. But I mean, it depends on the instrumental. You know, um, there's some beats that make me want to be like, okay, I'm gonna rap to this one. You know, there's other beats that make me be like, ah, you know what? No, I'm gonna sing to this one. You know, and some artists might. Some artists might have a completely different opinion about it. Like, you know, they could, they'd want to sing to the beat I'd want to rap to, or they'd want to rap to the beat I want to sing to. It's, you know, it's, um, it's just, it's just about what I get from the beat. You know, if the, if I'm really vibing with it, you know, the vibe I get from it, if it speaks to me a certain way where it's like, uh, you know, it could be better with rap or R&B. That's what it comes down to. I think that really defines what I'm trying to do right now. You know, I'm trying to mix. I'm trying to. I like the hip hop instrumentals. I don't mind the R and B stuff, but I'm. You know, I grew up listening to hip hop, but I. You know, I like singing. So, um, what I'm trying to do with this singing over beats, you know, taking, taking what I get from listening to um, genres like hip hop, R and B, and even rock and metal. Um, I'm just trying to take what I like from those and blending it. So the perfect song from that for that would be a track called "Do What I Can," which is um, it's from an upcoming uh, project that I'm releasing on September 27th called uh, uh, "James Stang Presents the Scorpion," uh, a reference to it's a reference to uh, the the movie Five Deadly Venoms. I want to hear about the background behind calling it the scorpion and the film reference is that something that like where does that come from um i've been working with um this producer for about a two years up two years now it goes by the name of james uh james stang and um he sent me a beat and i like he sent me a beat um I recorded to it, sent it back. Um, I'm not really go- getting into it too much because it's not on the album. Mm-hmm. But um, he loved it, you know. And then I recorded um, this R&B uh, mixtape called The Getaway, and I sent that to him. Which year was The Getaway? This year. May 10th, 2019, I released it. So um, it's um, it was... It was very diverse, you know, one track. For the most part, it had R&B vocals, you know. But, like I said, I listened to a lot of rock music as well, so I kind of ventured into sort of that style of um, singing. And um, he loved The Getaway. Um, he calls me a while later, maybe a week later or so, and asks me to be part of this this project that he's doing with four other artists. And that's why it's that's why it's called the Five Deadly Venoms, um, because it, he he I guess he's a big fan of the movie, 
the Kung Fu movie, which um, it's a cult classic. I looked it up a little bit on, I was doing a little bit of research on Google. It's a cult classic uh, Kung Fu movie. I think they was, came out in like 1978, hmm. you know, like 19... 19- 1978 you know that's like 12 years before i was even born (laughs) you know yeah i was born in 90 so um and um uh basically the characters in these in this movie they represent the masks that they wear and the fighting styles that they have represent uh, different animals. So they have the the toad. Um, they have the lizard, the centipede, the snake, and the scorpion. Those are all out of order. Um, so, I, <laughs> yeah. but it's the five animals. It's the yeah. five animals. And because I was born. At the end of the year, the snake, I had wanted that one, but it didn't work out because I guess I'm not the only one who was born in the year of the snake. So I ended up with the scorpion. But uh, it's, uh, but you know, I guess I still kind of lucked out because the scorpion is the, the, uh, the toughest character in the movie. So that's kind of cool. Yeah, that works out well. <laughs> yeah. Um, and uh, so um, he asked me to be part of that. You know, I was, I was down, you know, I, there's been a couple of beats I heard from him before that I would have wanted to go over. And, uh, so I, I sent him another song when he sent me beats, I sent him another song and I was rapping and he's like, no, no, I want to hear more of like the getaway. I want to hear stuff like that. You know? So I'm like, oh, you know, I was kind of feeling some type of way because I like the song, but. I mean, uh, you know, it is what it is. It's um, his project, yeah. It and and not only that, right? Um, in in hindsight, it kind of it was kind of better that I didn't put a lot of rapping on it. Um, so he sent me a whole bunch of beats. I kept asking him to send me more beats because I'm probably one of the most picky people when it comes to instrumentals that I that I want to work on you know probably drove him a little bit crazy with that but you know everything everything worked ended up working out and um he ended up with five tracks that um just like everybody else's EPs that are part of the project five tracks and the thing is I was the third person to, to play the role of the scorpion, he had two other people before me um, try to fit that role, and for one reason or another, it just didn't work out for them. So um, I uh, was, you know, with two months to go to record the project, <laughs> to finish the project, I was asked to do it, and I just jumped on it. I'm like, yeah, I'm, I'm, I got it, I got it, you know, and with barely enough time, I think I might've, you know, um, barely enough time to, to, to really, uh, finish the last song. I somehow did it and it's ready to be released on independent label, legendary records. 
on September 27th. And uh, I think there's going to be like digital, you know, people are, they're even doing, you know, like the hard copies, the CD hard copies, because, you know, a lot of people, a lot of people still listen to CDs, which, you know, and even cassettes, which I thought was crazy, but I guess that's, is that coming back? I don't, I don't know. I mean, I thought vinyl was, I thought vinyl was a little bit more popular. Do you, you I don't know, do man. You know, like... <laughs> I, I'm not sure either. I'm digital. So I don't really, you know, I don't really pay attention to that. Like even the, the only reason why I, I did hard copies of uh, the getaway and in downs we trust is because I knew there were some people who still listen to CDs, you know, other than that, I just pay attention to digital stuff. I'm, I'm digital. So. I'm the same. Like I have, I have friends who collect vinyl, but cassettes are something that I don't know. I've seen it at merch tables over the years and other bands release it that way and advertise that. But I just, maybe it's a collector's item. Maybe. I don't know. That'd be cool because I don't see any more cassette players. <laughs> you know, it's um, I might go to certain people's houses and see them, right? Because there's some a lot of people I know who, who are old school, but even then, like they're they're using CDs. But then again, right? There's a lot of people that I don't know who who are using who probably use cassettes or get them as like collectors items which is really cool you know because mm-hmm. um hey man like i you know i would probably since it's coming back in i wouldn't mind selling a couple of cassettes you know because i mean hey it's it you might as well do it if it's if it's back in uh you know, back in style again, you know, so I'm not, I'm not opposed to it. Yeah. I feel like, I feel like cassettes are one of those things that you make a limited run yeah. of, you know, under 50. And when those 50 run out, then that's it. Yeah. You can't find those anymore. That's, that's it. And the people, next thing you know, years down the line, they just, the worth is, you know, it's, it's worth a lot. They, you know, so that's 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 another thing. Now that you mentioned, that's another thing that comes to mind. So yeah, uh, if anybody hears this about cassettes, <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'm not throwing shots. I'm not throwing any jabs or anything. <laughs> you know, because it is valuable. I mean, I I, I can remember an episode of uh, Nardwar. The, inter- the Canadian interviewer who is well known for oh, yeah. for handing out like he hands out vinyl records, yeah. albums, CDs. He pretty much just prizes artists with other artists that no one knows they like. And he did one with Snoop Dogg where he like he gave Snoop Dogg a cassette from the early '90s of his uh, I forget what it's called, but it was one of the the original f- film he made. In the '90s, I was put on a cassette. Films. Mm-hmm. He made this. He made a short film that involved smoking marijuana, and it was a limited release. It was terrible, apparently. And even Snoop Dogg didn't have a copy of it until this interviewer just pulled out. Wow. The tape of it, and Snoop Dogg was like, "What? <laughs> Where did you find this? Because yeah. I don't own this." <laughs> that would be kind of a nightmare for me. Like there's demos that I recorded when I was like 
up from age 15 to 19 that I don't want people bringing that to me. Like, I don't, I don't want to hear that shit. <laughs> you know, like, I don't want to hear that shit. I don't even want people like, yo, I know the words. Okay, that's cool. You know the words. I don't want to hear it, you know? Every musician's got, like, musical skeletons in their closet where it's like they're literally ashamed to even hear what, you know, what happened with that music, you know? And that's a, that's a theme of the Music Prophet where every ne- almost every show comes up where you ask someone about recording and they say how the first time they recorded, they're glad that you can't find that demo anywhere online. <laughs> yeah. The oldest demos of me that I have are from, are from, uh, actually from 2010, I believe, which is like, I still wouldn't listen to it, but it's not as bad as the ones a year before and the year before that and the year before that, in my opinion, anyways. So take us back to the start. Like, what was, what age were you when you started playing and when did you start wanting to record? I was always kind of screwing around with the whole singing thing. Like, it actually came before rapping. You know, I'd do like talent shows and shit and I'd be singing, like, I'd be doing covers of rock songs because. I'm not really an R&B guy. Now, I wasn't an R&B guy back then, you know? And I'm still kind of not that much right now, but, you know, it's I'll still listen to R&B songs and all that. But I, I do rock covers, and then next, next thing you know, I, you know, I form a rap duo with um, a guy who's now a videographer throughout Sudbury, uh, T-Cross. Um, so... We did that for a little bit, you know, went our separate ways. Um, That's when I went, that was around after the 2010 demos. That was, uh, you know, 2011 came around. I started making beats. I was all over the place musically, which, you know, I don't regret at all because that's how much I love music. Um, And, uh, I haven't stopped making beats since, but, uh, you know, eventually I started putting out my own like rap songs and stuff like that. And I put out my first mixtape in 2013. I was 23. Um, I was 23. His mixtape was called win or die. And, people were a little bit crazy about that title you know like they're like oh my god like what's gonna happen if you feel like you didn't win you know like and i'm like listen this the mixtape the mixtape meaning the title the meaning of the title win or die is represents the determination that i had to win you know the determination Mm -hmm. i have to win i have to win you know if i don't win that doesn't mean I'm going to die, but it's going to kill me not to win. You know, that's, that's, that's the mind state that I had with that mixtape. Yeah. Because at that point you had spent like five or six years just making music. Mm-hmm. And then now was, that was the time that if you were going to do it serious, take it serious. Yeah. Yeah. That was, you know, 2010 was the year where I really was said, okay. 2009 actually 
you know, it was the year that I said, okay, I want to do this music thing for real. You know, so after that, man, um, just, just kept going. Looking back, do you wish that you had started younger or are you, are you glad that you waited until your twenties to really start doing things? Uh, honestly, um, looking back on the music that I did and all that, I feel like I started at the right time. Um, you know, cause I mean, uh, just give me a little couple seconds here. Uh, you know, looking back at the music that I did and, and all that, it was definitely, I, I can't see anything wrong with the, you know, the, the time that I started. I think I'm always going to have regrets about how I went about things in music. Um, you know, I guess that I just you can learn from those, learn from those mistakes. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, like I'm 29 now and, uh, I still don't have a album album out, you know, because I'm not ready to put out an album yet. You know, I will always put out, keep putting out music, you know, EPs and singles and stuff like that. But I'm not at a point where it's like, I have more than seven, eight songs that I could put together as part of this big masterpiece where it's like okay this this is the album I want to do you know like I have songs for an album but I don't have enough songs to you know want to put together a theme and uh, like I'm crazy I'm like very crazy about organized organization you know, so that's, that's a big thing for me. You know, even I'm always asking people like, yo, um, what project you think this should be on? And a lot of people are just like, well, yo, just put it all on the same project. And I'm like, I can't do that. I can't do that. Cause it would drive me crazy for the rest of my motherfucking career to do that shit. You know? So are you a conceptual artist? Like, so are you, do you lean, do you steer more towards like a Pink Floyd type album or is it more of just you want the lyrics and the song topics to be the same theme right now with my albums that i'm doing um i mean there's got to be something to it whether it's the lyrics or the sound of instrumentals with the getaway it's a bit of a concept album you know the getaway it's dark to light you know um it starts off dark and mm-hmm. gradually starts to get more positive. But then at the end, it's still positive, but it sort of has this like question mark at the same time, right? You're happy and you're flying, but you don't know where you don't know where you're going. You're just like, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, like you're leaving it as like a cliffhanger almost. It's like yeah, it's almost like that, you know. Um, 
I find it very hard to explain my music. Like sometimes I, sometimes I really don't because of it. Right. I think you covered I, it well though, honestly, because there's some albums that do the same or, you know, some people have songs that they add in just to add, just to change the theme to make you question whether growth is actually happening. Right. Mm-hmm. And yeah, like even the question that's asked over and over and over at the end of the album. Okay. Got through all of this, all the bad shit, all the, you know, all the dark clouds sort of passed over you. But then the question it's asking like, okay, like, but what now, you know, what are you chasing? Mm-hmm. What are you chasing? That's the, you know, what are you running from? Are you running? You know, I even, are you still running from something? You know, like, um, I kind of, I don't know. Like it just kind of happened that way at the same time, you know, because sometimes I'll just write and I'll write and I'll write and I won't think about it until I, until I'm done. And then I take a step back and then I really look at what I did and, uh, I'm like, okay, well, this is good. You know? Um, after all the revisions and everything, you know, Mm -hmm. it just kind of, just kind of ended up like that, which I don't, I don't have a problem with it. You know, sometimes, some, sometimes the stories that, that you write, you know, sometimes they, they have an ending and, you know, sometimes they, they don't, I guess, you know, because you decide that, right? Yeah. And the best stories are the ones that leave room for interpretation for the listener to choose. Yeah. You know, that's, that's good. You know, I mean, that's, that's a perfect way of putting it. Cause, uh, sometimes when I think too hard about a song like the chase, I don't know what the fuck I'm singing about sometimes, but then when I look at it again, I'm like, okay, okay. I know what it's about. Like, Sometimes I get a little bit uncomfortable with writing that cryptic sometimes because I want to know every motherfucking thing. I want to know everything. But, you know, sometimes I, at the same time, you just got to let it be. And, you know, if it have shown it to other people and they don't give me the, the idea that it doesn't make any sense, you know. So at that point, I just got to let it be, leave it alone. Is that a goal you have when you write your music? You do you intend to make layers all the time? Um the 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 main thing that I want the main thing that I think about that I worry about when I'm writing when I'm writing something when I'm writing something is does it make sense um you know, it is, can somebody relate to it? You know, other than that, it's, it's other than that, I don't worry too much. I like this song was called The Chase because I'm really interested what the chase is for you now as a musician, because now that you're changing and you're building a career, where do you want to take the hip hop, R&B, soul sound for the next few years? Well, Right now, um, I just feel like I'm really starting to 
get it right with the sound of my music. You know, I've tried to mix different things and I've experimented with different sounds and I think I'm finally getting it right with what I want to do like mainly for for my music for my artistry and um so right now i'm just gonna i'm just gonna keep going with that um music wise um and i mean as far as um where i see myself like what i want to do um just uh you know outside of the whole music thing I mean, really, you know, it'd be nice. Everybody wants to, anybody, hold on, everybody who wants to do music, would, uh, not everybody, maybe not, not everybody. Most people. Most people, they want to win a Juno. They want to win a Grammy. They want to win this award. They want to win that award. And that's cool. If I win some of that, that's cool. But at the end of the day, I just want to, I just want to make a little, obviously make music my job. You know, everybody wants to do a job that they enjoy. And at the same time, just spread my music all over the world to people who I think would enjoy it. You know, um, it's, that's, that's all I really want to do. You know, if you enjoy my music, if you enjoy my music, I'm winning. And I'm not the only one winning. You know, you're winning too because you can you can hear a song that that you not only enjoy, but a song that could, could maybe get you through a hard day, get you through hard times, you know? That's all I that's all I could really ask for. Because that's why you make it in the first place. That's why you write and produce and make beats. Yeah. Same with, yeah, and, and same with me, you know, like, it's, for me anyway, man, like, it's, it's, for me and a lot of other artists, it's therapy, you know, um, it's, it really is therapy to, to get, to get all your thoughts out on paper and turn it into a song that somebody else um, around the world somebody else you know from the other side of the world even can relate to and you've started doing that more uh you were you recently competed in the east link tailgate talent search and you've played shows in toronto and so where does like where do those where do contests in big shows like the junos type things where did like how does that play a role in your view on music in the industry? I mean, it's cool, you know. They're just going to look for they're just going to look for a talented artist, you know. So I mean, there's nothing wrong with that. Um, they win, I win, you know. Um, new connections are made. Um, you know, there's nothing wrong with it. And uh, another thing is. You know, uh, the artist gets to add that to their resume, you know, for when it comes when it comes to local shows and festivals and all of that stuff. They get to add that to their resume and it makes them look it makes them look uh, a lot, a lot better makes them, you know, 
So when it comes to the hip-hop and R&B scene, what are some landmarks that you want to hit with music? Landmarks. Or like milestones, even. Milestones, well... I think, you know, I don't just want to be that guy out there doing music. You know, there's always there's always more to be done. I want to educate people more, raise awareness on blindness. Me being a visually impaired artist, I think that's very important. Um, because uh, more people in the world, there's more people in the world who don't know about blindness than, than people who do. You know, so I wouldn't mind it. I, it wouldn't hurt at all to to really to really fix that. You know, to to really um, let people know um, that there are more differences than what they think. You know, that um, it's gonna make it's gonna make a lot of people think a little bit harder. You know, but it's gonna be worth it. You know. But especially with you, I mean, the fact that we were able to get through almost a full hour-long interview without that coming up as a thing that even needs to be mentioned, right? Like, that, I think that's, so that's, that's, that'd be huge that through your music, you're able to actually educate people on what you can do with visual yeah. impairment, right? Yeah, because, I mean, um, a couple of days ago, we were having a conversation and uh, we're using like the person who I was talking to is using the, you know, insert word here and then rapper or artist or singer or whatever. Right. And I'm like, me personally, I don't do that. I don't do a blind rapper, blind singer, uh, you know, black, white, Latino, you know, female. And then you put rapper, singer, artist, whatever. I don't do that. If, if you're a rapper, you're a rapper. If you're a singer, you're a singer. If you're a freaking, uh, you know, guitarist, you're a guitarist, you know, that that shit doesn't matter. It just matters what kind of music you do and what you write about and whether you reach the people or not. Mm -hmm. Yeah, all that matters is the music and the audio, right? Yeah. Even if they say it, because they'll say it till they're blue in the face, but that's that's all that really matters in the end. Yeah, it's true. All that matters is that you're playing music that you get to play music. People get to listen to it, improve their lives and everyone's happy. Absolutely. So, um, I think that's, that's a really good way to finish it. All right. It's, uh, it's been a salt. It was a good conversation. I'm really glad that you had the chance to come on and talk about music because it's, it's a different perspective on hip hop, especially. So, uh, tell us where we can find you online um, and where we can find the new project once it comes out. All right. Well, you can find me on downsmusic.com. That's my main website, D-O-W-N-Z, music, spelled normally, .com. I'm also on Bandcamp. If you know, There's a lot of people who use Bandcamp. Um, that's the same thing, downsmusic.bandcamp.com. And um, as far as um, everything else, YouTube, Spotify, Apple Music, 
you know, other major outlets, you can find me on that as well. You just have to type in J-O-R apostrophe D-E-L-D-O-W-N-Z and a bunch of my music should pop up. And uh, there you go. That's um, that's where you can find my music. Yeah. And, and um, September... September 27th, um, The Scorpion... Um, no relation to the Drake album, um, will be released September 27th. Um, and you will also be able to find that on my website, downsmusic.com. You just go to the, you just head to the shop section. You know, if, uh, you want an album from there, you get your album. If you see something that you like, like a hoodie or a t-shirt or whatever, you can get that too. Awesome, dude. Well, thanks for coming on, and that was a really that was a really good show. So, uh, yeah, thank thank you, <laughs> thanks yeah. for thanks for having me at, at, on your interview, man. It, this was dope. It was dope. Thanks for listening, everyone. And uh, this was uh, myself, Kyle Vine, and Jordan Downs, and we'll see you next time on the Music Profit.